Hey there and welcome. Are you ready to put your digital marketing on steroids? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Impressive Digital Marketer Podcast. Digital marketing runs through our veins. So listen up to get some seriously impressive ideas for your business. Let's do this. Welcome to the Impressive Digital Marketer. This is episode 21. My name is Russ McCumber. I'm a digital strategist here at Impressive. So 21, I was just joking off air that we've uh, we've come of age. So we've come a long way since we first started. But uh, great to be here. With me today as my co-host, I've got Nicolette Giorgio from our content team. G'day, Nicolette. Hi, guys. How is everyone doing? We're doing good, doing good. Our topic today is around fashion and fashion tech, which I'll get to our very special guest in a moment. But Nicolette, I'm really keen to get you in on this today because you've got a background in, go for it. So I actually worked in-house for a fashion designer. Uh, I did a PR and social media. So now at Impressive, I do content writing. But yeah, I've got a big interest and background in fashion. So yeah. Excellent. So um, our special guest today, Saskia Fairfall, um, she has um, got a, obviously a big background in fashion and fashion tech as well, which we'll get to. I actually randomly met her. So I was at uh, South by Southwest in Austin a few weeks ago and I met this guy and he heard my Australian accent. He said, you've got to come to this event tonight. It's around fashion and fashion tech. There's an Australian speaker and there'll be someone beaming in as well from Australia speaking at the event. And that was Saskia. So welcome, Saskia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. So we were in a room, uh, yeah, in, in Austin. There was, you know, a number of people there. Saskia was just on, on a big screen. And now I managed to throw a couple of questions at her on, on that uh, event. But I picked up heaps around, you know, just different things that are happening within technology, within fashion. Um, and the stuff you guys are doing uh, with IFAB and the like, I just thought it'd be really cool to get you on here, especially given we're both from Melbourne. So get you into our office here and talk a bit about where, where you know, fashion's heading in the technology space over yep. the next, you know, 12, 18 months and then beyond. Sure thing. Cool. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, Saskia? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is in marketing and interior design and merging those two fields for um, a discipline called branded environments. Mm -hmm. However, my passion is actually in fashion. So being able to apply those uh, those ideals to fashion is is where I really want to be taking things. Mm -hmm. um, but at the core of all that is technology. Um, so I spent six years working for a software testing consultancy, which That's focused right. on a very niche area of the software development lifecycle. Mm -hmm. I was their chief experience officer. And through my time there, I certainly learned a well-formed understanding of the importance of technology mm -hmm. and then how it's applied in everyday life, but absolutely trying to make it so that it's not actually there as tech. It's mm -hmm. just helping the everyday person get to what they're wanting to do or achieve whatever they're wanting to, to do, yeah. And you saw fashion as a, as a vertical, as an industry where this just isn't that prevalent, is that right? A hundred percent. So about five years ago when digital transformation became a buzzword, yep. uh, our consultancy was focused a lot on government, mm -hmm. uh, financial services, telco and private companies mm -hmm. uh, and I was really interested in finding out who was talking on digital transformation in fashion yeah and that was too early 
Mm -hmm. uh, globally and very much too early in fashion here in Australia. Mm -hmm. So that's why mm -hmm. I went abroad to South by Southwest to yep. see what I could find out. And that's how I met Dr. Jennifer Millspaw, who ah. has done a PhD in fashion entrepreneurship. Yep. And we had a really good discussion about uh, the state of digital transformation in fashion at that point in time, which yep. is 2017. Yep. Uh, and definitely saw there being a gap and a very big opportunity to uh, bring like-minded people together who mm -hmm. are from the business and technology side yep. and apply that knowledge to fashion so that businesses can transform digitally. Excellent. I was just going to say, you know, it's quite interesting that fashion, that's a very innovative industry, yet when it comes to digital trends and you know, software, all of that kind of thing, very reluctant to to grow. So I was just wondering why you think that is. It's tech has never been a focus in fashion. It's always just been the garment in the hands of a consumer. Yeah. And the supply chain for that to, to occur. Um, and technology in that has always been traditional in logistics. Yeah. Business operations. And they tend to be legacy systems, which are the hardest to move into the digital era mm -hmm. all stuck on servers whereas a new business now a new fashion business e-commerce take for example all starts in the cloud yeah and whether the entrepreneur realizes it or not they're starting as a digitally enabled business mm. so to take an old business into this era is very difficult yeah and there's a lot of money involved with doing that uh, but there are a lot of different things that businesses can do to just start on that roadmap because yep. the main thing is really to start. Yeah, that's really interesting. Lots of our, a, a big chunk of our clients are fashion e-commerce clients. Uh, we get some of the old school type businesses who have traditionally just been wholesalers and they've gone to, you know, um, actual shopfront retailers for a long period of time, been really, really successful. Then over the last three, four, five years, even over the last year or two, They've seen uh, this massive shift from B2B to B2C. They've seen other brands just leapfrog them, especially younger brands, brands where you've got digital natives who are coming in and they're not transforming digitally, they're just digitally native, mm. you know? Is that something which you've seen as a bigger yeah. challenge for the older businesses as 100%. well? 100%. The older retailers, because they have been around for so long, probably haven't seen how much of a risk it is Yep. not to innovate yep. because it is business as usual. Mm -hmm. They're still getting the sales. They still have people coming into the store. Mm -hmm. But the issue is uh, relevance in market. Mm. So while they might be doing okay now, in the next five years, mm. it's likely that they won't be unless they make some pretty big moves around brand uh, yep. and making sure that the convenience of, of that transaction between their shop mm -hmm. and retailer is seamless. So how does IFAB, can you tell us a bit about the, the advisory board and, and how you guys kind of fill that gap or in terms of knowledge and education? Yeah, so uh, IFAB, it's a global community of mm -hmm. business and uh, technology professionals. Mm -hmm. And then overarching is an advisory board and we're all independent consultants or experts in various areas across fashion, mm -hmm. predominantly in tech innovation. Uh, and that is to highlight that there is a, a large group of people advocating for change within the industry, mm -hmm. but doing it in a really comfortable and safe space 
yep. to talk about these things that I can understand at executive level. Um, you you can't be seen as vulnerable all the time and you need to be equipped with the tools and resources and knowledge to make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our expert advisory board, you can tap into to that kind of information. So how does that space look? Sorry, to, just to... Yeah. So it's in a Slack channel. Okay, yep, yep. Uh, and... I chose Slack because it's more professional than a social media platform mm-hmm. um, and Slack is great for internal communications, mm-hmm. uh, private messaging and also the channels within that are specific to exactly what iFab is about. There's uh, channels for blockchain, tech, yep. uh, local events, global events, yep. mentors. So what parts of the world are you guys running these events in? We've got listeners from, you know, Australia, but also in the US and elsewhere. So so our advisory board um, spans several countries, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, Asia, America, Europe, London, South America. And do you find that it differs uh, people's kind of openness to tech and introducing tech into, fashion, into their brand across different you know, countries and areas. Yes, and Australia is is one of those that yeah. are, are less open to experimenting with tech and there is a real educational piece that needs to go along with that and IFAB certainly wants to be a part of that conversation. Tech isn't a scary thing and it's not. it shouldn't be seen as an independent or siloed department to a business. Yep. It's just a way of life now. Yeah, and it should be just part of the whole yeah, experience and journey. If designers and brands just opened up their perspective in putting themselves in their shopper's shoes mm-hmm. and thinking about that shopper journey, how often they are picking up their phone or or using their laptop to do part of that purchase journey. Mm-hmm. And if they're not across those digital touch points, yep. then they're missing out on building brand loyalty, yep. uh, potentially putting a marketing um, tactic to them. And then if, if they fall off that journey, they're missing out on a potential purchase there. Mm. Yep. So it's, it's really not looking at it as tech. It has to be part of your business. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking a fair bit about um, obviously fashion tech. What What are some of the things you're seeing coming up in fashion tech over? What What are the cool things you've seen this year, 2019? That's not you know fully adopted yet, but you you can see becoming like the norm as yeah. we sort of move forward. Digital clothing, huge. Okay. So 3D 3D modeling. Yep. Uh, both from the clothing perspective, but also um, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is happening a fair bit overseas. So there's an agency in Amsterdam who are just all about digital fashion. And that looks like, for example, you've got some digital uh, influencers on Instagram now. Mm -hmm. uh, And what they're wearing is something that has been designed for them and put on their avatar body. And now (laughs) designers are hopping on that bandwagon and they are using um, these agencies to create digital collections yep. so that, for example, if I sent a picture of me to that agency, they could uh, digitise it and place those digital pieces on my body mm-hmm. and I could post to Instagram so that it looked like I had a never-ending wardrobe. Really? Wow. I That's... only just caught up with what you were saying then. Right. I, I didn't... 
So can you just say that in one or two <laughs> sentences again, what digital yeah. clothing is? Because I just, at the very end there, I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, it's a different time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. taking a photo of me yep. and then a digital design of a pair of pants, yep. top, skirt, and then that gets rendered onto my body. Yep. And then I can use that image on social media. Wow. Uh, so that it looks like I've got really great clothes. Wow. Because wow. I was actually going to ask you about what you thought about augmented reality. You know, I've seen that stores now, are, they've got the AR mirrors. So, and I was, you know, thinking, is it just a fad? But I'm thinking maybe not. So magic mirrors are really great mm. when applied empathetically. So, for example, Sea Folly have introduced magic mirrors into their Bondi store. Mm -hmm. uh, aiming to roll it out to the rest of the fleet um, sometime this year. What's a magic yeah. mirror, just for the uninformed? So a magic I mean, mirror <laughs> in the Sea Folly example yep. is you go into the store and you pick a few swimwear pieces that you like, you go mm -hmm. into the change room. Yep. The RFID tags that are in those garments yep. are picked up by that magic mirror. It's identified what products you have yep. and the size so that if you put one pair on and it doesn't fit, you can quickly just go to the magic mirror and say you need a size up or down and that alerts the sales assistant in the store yep. to discreetly go and, and get that piece and then take it to your, to your fitting room. Very cool. So that it's a very comfortable uh, experience for the shopper, especially in situations like shopping for underwear yep. and swimwear. And that just aligns perfectly what, with what you were saying around not thinking of technology as something which is separate to your business which you're trying to get in, but just thinking about the customer and how can we make that customer experience more pleasant. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, just reducing friction across all. Yeah. Yeah. Then with RFID tags, um, that's quite an underrepresented technology because there is an assumption that such a large amount of money is needed to roll out RFID technology. However, the massive benefit to businesses is that it cuts down um, stock take by days and hours in some cases. So you also get an understanding of what product is on the store and how it's performing and where it's moving. So from an analytics standpoint, amazing, crucial for a retailer. Because, so would that mean that people who use it will be using technology to, to assess their inventory and yep. everything? Everything. Yeah. Wow. From from warehouse to store as well. Yep. So when a new box arrives with stock that just lands in the shop floor and you've got to figure out what's in there, mm -hmm. it's a matter of using the scanner, pointing it at the box, and it reads it immediately. It's a lot of hours saved. It's a lot of tedious oh, yeah. hours saved. Huge, mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking from someone who also used to work in retail for years, yep. a lot of time <laughs> saved, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and your time would be better spent with the customer. Yeah, exactly. And finding out exactly, you know, just giving a more personalised experience, which people are still shopping in store. E-commerce, while it has captured a larger piece of the pie, people are still looking for that that one-on-one -on -one experience and yeah. to and to touch the garments, to try it on in person. Yeah, absolutely. And as I love shopping online, in store, everywhere, but I still love going in store, and I like speaking to the to the stylist in the store and, you know, getting their opinion. I don't think that's something that's going to die out. So, Yeah, the, the shop assistant role is changing as well. Uh, as stores are evolving, 
there's there has been a bit of a, a clickbait title out there that um, physical retail is dead, mm-hmm. and it certainly is not dead. It's just no. evolving, evolving in different ways, and those that can take their brand into that next phase, yep. they'll survive. But it does mean looking at retail from a different perspective and that's focusing on experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So within those, if we just stick to those big retailers with the shop fronts and they've got a number of them around the country and who are the people within those businesses who are going to be looking at this tech? Like is this a role, I'm just trying to get my head around this from, from their perspective, but who's actually looking into these new technologies? Is it an innovation department? Is it someone in marketing? Is it someone in fulfilment or product? There has to be someone in there driving the innovation, yep. uh, but it is a collective effort yep. to get anything like this rolling. It's usually marketing because it's so customer-centric, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a B2B service or B2C, you still yep. have to have the customer in mind and marketing are at the forefront of that experience. So they're driving not only inbound, outbound activities, yep. they are collecting the data, they're reading it and they're interpreting it so that they can make better decisions and then that information flowing through to the rest of the business mm-hmm. so that it's communicated in a way that those other departments understand and can figure out ways that technology will support it. So it's customer facing, so obviously marketing is going to be at the forefront of that, yeah. but they are going to need to learn how to sell and influence it and influence the advantages to other parts of the business to actually get it adopted. Yeah, and that that means as well understanding to some extent technology and the digital solutions out there uh, whether it's in use already Mm -hmm. or open to using. So just going back to iFab we know that you work with startups and fashion businesses and new names in the industry what exactly do you do with these startups and how can they help these brands that are just starting out? Uh, There's loads of startups around focusing on fashion and retail tech. Yeah. With iFab, we provide them a platform to get to know other startup entrepreneurs, realising it can be quite a lonely journey, but also it comes down to product market fit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times founders are trying to create something without fully validating it. Mm -hmm. And fashion can feel like quite an inaccessible industry Mm. for those not in fashion. Yeah, totally. And getting a foot in the door from a technology perspective is Mm -hmm. even harder. Now, the community is something that we leverage Mm -hmm. by inviting retailers, brands, designers, as well as technologists in Mm -hmm. so that they can just start having a conversation. There's no obligation to try anything. It's just raising awareness of the technology. From there, we work with the startups on proof of concept through pilot programs with brands open to trialing Mm -hmm. different softwares. Uh, And those are typically in the areas of fit technology, which is really exciting, and uh, visual search and automated tagging, which are deep challenges within e-commerce. That's been awesome. Thanks so much, Saskia, for coming in. 
Um, My pleasure. We will have links in the liner notes to IFAB and probably a link to your LinkedIn profile as well if people want to connect with you. If there's any fashion businesses out there, startups, tech businesses, I'm sure you'd love to hear from them as well. Absolutely. Excellent. Now, for anyone who's got any other questions or podcast topics or anything specific to this or anything digital marketing related, please do hit us up, info at impressive.com.au. If you've liked what you've heard today, please be sure to jump on and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, all those places where you can find us. Just write us a review on Google, Facebook, wherever. Tell your mum. Just um, (laughs) hope you enjoyed it. We will be back again soon. Thanks, Nicolette. Thank you for having me. No worries. Thanks again, Saskia. No problems. Great to be here chatting with you guys about fashion tech. Unreal. Thank you. And uh, thanks for listening in. 